and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. The FDA is about to get a lot more muscle. More money and more power. Sweeping new powers. The most sweeping overhaul of the nation's food safety laws since the 1930s. Robert Scott Bell. How did the Department of Homeland Security get into the medical business? Joe, we have a potential pandemic. A national health emergency. The sky is falling. A piece of it just hit me on the head. Robert Scott, Robert Bell. Scott, Bell. Scott Bell. The average citizen, if they did what the TSA agents do, would be arrested. Would you submit to one of these pat-downs? Not if I, not if I could avoid it. <laughs> no, I mean, who would? If you touch my junk, I'm going to have you arrested. Enough is enough. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Robert Scott Bell. Hey, where's where's my Dr. Batar? <laughs> Dr. Batar's been traveling around the world, and uh, somewhere the board op lost the, uh, is there a doctor in the house? <laughs> oh, they Dr. messed it up again. Hey, that's okay. I thought I thought that was just the show coming on with, with the new hours and everything, Robert. I had no idea, but you've already been on the air for an hour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you like uh, being on the evening for, for a change? Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I'm not used to it being dark when we're doing this, but uh, it's almost dark here. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, the lights are going down during the show here, and uh, we get a little crazy uh, in the evening time. Those who have been listening to our transition into the evening, it's been a lot of fun. Super Don is here with us as well. Uh, this hour, Dr. Rasha Batar is back. All the links are in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com. Uh, we're going to go to talk about some pretty dark stuff out of the CDC in a moment, but, but you know, I want to catch up with you since you've been all over the world. You probably missed this thing because I, I, I'm late to the party on some of these things as well. Have you heard about this ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? I have not. Okay. I'm not surprised because I hadn't really paid attention to it either, but it turns out it's one of these things where somebody came up with an idea and said, hey, let's pour ISO bucket of water over our head for awareness for something. In this case, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, neurological uh, degradation disease. And, of course, they're all trying to, they say, either rate, either sp- give 100 bucks for this charity or you p- dump ice water on your head. Of course, you and I know, Dr. Batar, the charities they're talking about are research rat holes that never can find the cure because if they do, they'd be out of a job. And they won't look at mercury toxicity. They won't look at detail. They won't look at anything that we know. So... Uh, our buddy Theo from uh, Sovereign Silver, uh, he challenged me to do one of these things, but with a, ban- a slant. And so I did one that actually talked about the minerals that were, were lacking, the different things that we do that we already have the cure, right? And then I did the dump of the water. And then a few others, are, our buddy Paul Baratero with the Echo Water, the, the Structured Water, did it. His, You want to hear his scream? You got to hear this. <laughs> this is very funny and it's funny because we we do these videos and his wife screwed up evidently and he had to do it twice so he had to pour up ice cold bucket of water and this is what he sounded like <laughs> and uh, my wife said don't make her his wife feel so bad because my wife screwed up too and she ended up keeping the video on for like five minutes after we were done she's walking around with the video camera watching her feet go around the house so it it, it it was hilarious in the end but the good thing is now people are doing it and talking about actual things that matter and that help so i love taking these ideas and twisting them into something good So with that, if you're going to remain silent, I'm going to challenge you to dump a ice-cold bucket of water on your head, Dr. Batar. Actually, I didn't know whether something went wrong, uh, Robert. I was talking, but my, I guess something was went wrong with the phone. Can you hear me now? 
Yeah, no, I can hear you perfectly fine now. All right, You're perfect. good. Yeah. I, that's, uh, I have not heard about that, and I think I'll let you guys uh, dump water on your own heads, and I'll just... <laughs> we Watch have you. to be the comic oh, relief. We're the comic my. relief. The uh, Super yeah, Don actually, says you know, he's good. It elicits that sympathetic response, that flight-fight response, so... <laughs> I, uh, I'm okay with that. I'll just sit back and watch you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, Super Don was just challenged by Roseanne Lindsay, and he's got. To, he says he's going to do iced coffee, but we'll get to that. But uh, now to get obviously get serious to a little bit as well. I, I just uh, sent the links, and I think I sent you the link as well. You got to see that 10 minute video narrated by Doctor Wakefield. Sure, I did. And of course, you're already working to some degree with Doctor Hooker. We connected everybody at Autism One, which was. Absolutely fantastic. Brian Hooker has been doing Freedom of Information Act requests, getting raw data sets from the CDC that they didn't want revealed. He worked the data into something that got published in a peer-reviewed journal, and it validates what the CDC found, what they covered up. Can you can you kind of walk us through what I think is being revealed here? Well, the I'll, I'll do the best that I can, Robert. I know that a lot of this information you were privy to uh, prior to myself, but at Autism One, as you said, Dr. Hooker and I uh, connected and had uh, the opportunity to uh, discuss this in quite some detail, and actually the only other pres- the only presentation that I attended uh, at that conference was, was Hooker's presentation, and the reason mm-hmm. I didn't attend yours was because for some strange reason they had you and Hooker going at the same time, which was kind of I strange. know. I was really ticked because uh, even Brian, we, we were good buddies, and, and he's like, I want to come to yours. I want to see yours. But, you know, what can you do? But his was so very important because of what he's been able to find and validate and reveal and now published. Right. And I, I, was, I knew he was getting ready to publish it. He knew he'd submitted it. I didn't know that it had already come out. But basically mm-hmm. uh, the data that was covered up that was – published by other secondary tertiary type medical journals, which was apparently first refused by the Journal of the American Medical Association as well as the New England Journal of Medicine on specific grounds where the data did not validate the conclusion and there was some discrepancies in the information that had been presented. And so these journals, which which was amazing to me that the actual reviewers' comments on the studies, Dr. Hooker presented those. Uh, now, that's <clears throat> to me, that's pretty amazing because it shows <clears throat> not only that they refused the study and, and why they refused the study, but it actually spe- specifies the actual grounds upon which they found that the conclusions were not valid. Mm-hmm. And yet, given those issues, that were presented back to the CDC to show them, look, this is what your data is and this is what your conclusion is, and they don't mesh up. Instead of the CDC looking at this and trying to see, oh, wait a second, did we make a mistake or what? No, what they did was they immediately went to a second journal, a third journal, submitted it, and finally got it published in some uh, lower-standing journal. I'm not saying that they were ethically questionable, those journals. The point is mm-hmm. that they got it through because, you know, it's, it's, it's sometimes like flipping a coin, how many times are you going to flip it before you finally get heads or tails or whatever the case is? So just right. the raw statistics are if you submit it enough times, somebody's going to pick it up because they're not going to catch the discrepancies. And and the data that was most conspicuous is actually on that 10-minute video where they talk about the incidence of black children having a higher incidence of autism compared to the white children mm-hmm. was not just slightly uh, different. It was more than statistically significant almost double, sometimes even two and a half times that uh, as the incidence of children that were white. 
So what did the CDC do? And this is not revealed in the 10-minute video, but what the CDC did, according to Dr. Hooker, and we, we talked about this at quite you know, some extent, it's amazing what they did was they had to eliminate some of those numbers. They had to eliminate those children that were showing up as autistic that were in the black population. So in order to change the numbers, the, to change the epidemiological data, to show uh, a lesser statistical significance, they had to remove those numbers. And what they did was they said, okay, if you're black, we will require that in order for a black child to have his data included in the study, they have to show a valid birth certificate. Well, most of these children, or at least a, uh, a significant number of these children, didn't have valid birth certificates because they were coming from inner cities, uh, you know, Atlanta, uh, surrounding areas in Georgia, so they didn't have birth certificates. Well, what they did was they basically eliminated a significant portion, something like 30 40% of the children that had autism that were black. Yeah. From that data being just eliminated, it, it reduced the number of incidents of children that were black that were autistic. Well, and Dr. Batar, I, I asked Dr. Hooker this. I ask you, what is the significance of whether a child had a birth certificate validated or not? I mean, it wasn't like they, ha they were proving to be old enough to vote. I mean, it had nothing to do with the data. They were trying to eliminate the, the data, the heaviness of the autistic preponderance in the black population. So by, limit, by making that a criteria, they eliminated a bunch of those kids that had autism. That's what they did. That was an elimination criteria. But so they had to, they had to here's dig a, into here's an absurd... Done, though, Robert, hold on. The yeah, okay. key is that yeah. they only eliminated that data only from the black population, not from the white ones. So the white kids didn't need a birth certificate. Exactly. Wow. Wow. I mean, I you mean, think that, about the depth that they would have to dig. Let's find what can we get, what kind of criteria can we use for excluding the black population and not the white, but they didn't even use the same criteria. Unbelievable. And it wasn't that they were trying to exclude the black population. They were trying to bring the numbers of autistic children in the black population down so that when they showed the data, it would be even. But the, mm. there was too many black kids that had autism compared to the white kids. It was a, as we know, it's a socioeconomic issue as well because, you sure. know, their pathways of elimination and exposure to mercury, that's one thing. But they're also, the lower socioeconomic uh, population is getting inundated with more vaccines, so the preponderance is higher. Well, because right. they saw that the black kids had a higher preponderance, they didn't want to show that. Look, it doesn't matter what the data shows the data is the data but the but the cdc didn't want that data to be shown they didn't want the public to see hey wait a second the black kids seem to have a twice a high just like boys have a higher incidence than girls four times higher in boys than in girls well black the black population had twice that or more than twice right. that incidence of autism than the white so they didn't want to show that so what they do they immediately put these garbage criteria in exclusion criteria like, like such as a birth certificate i think there was some other uh, some other issue that they also had, um, and I can't remember what it was, but again, it had nothing to do with mm. autism, had nothing to do with the vaccines, had nothing to do with anything scientific. It just was a way to reduce right. the number of black kids. So but that it's going it, to backfire on them now. This is, the, this oh, is yeah. the biggest thing. In all the years I've been covering this and you have, I can't think of another single thing that threatens to bring down that house of lies more than what we're seeing right now, potentially, because you have a devastating connection with their own data set. You're not taking anybody else's that they can discredit unless they just throw out their whole study and say, well, it was wrong to begin with the whole thing. And I think that we have a hard time to do that. That at this point now, potentially, 
the entire African-American community in America could look at this and go, the CDC was targeting us by eliminating this data set because now we didn't know the risk for our children. And you, and you see the, 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 the riots happening in Ferguson, uh, Missouri, over one man shot, which is horrible enough. But imagine the thousands of children that have been shot by doctors at the CDC covered up before the doctors would even have an opportunity to make a better decision. I'm not saying that they would, but they weren't given the opportunity, nor were the parents. Stick around. Dr. Batar is here. It is Advanced Medicine Monday. MedicalRewind.com if you ever miss a show specific to what we do with Dr. Batar each week. You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. to the Robert Scott Bell Show, listening for the first time. Uh, Dr. Rasha Batar is my weekly guest here. Monday, we co-host, he co-hosts, and we do this. We call it Advanced Medicine Monday, Medical Rewind, medicalrewind.com. If you miss any, there's hundreds of hours now available of incredible knowledge, wealth of information, uh, a lot of it born out of the book or coming, continuing the living part of this as we get to talk about it each week. Dr. Batar, your international bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. All of these things are linked in the notes each week here as well as you can find them when you link out to all of these things that uh, we're discussing. And the vaccine issue is a big one because, uh, as I said, if you're new to Dr. Batar, one of the things that got him started as he had been a physician for many years was when his son uh, reverted into, I'm not saying this right, but into the autism spectrum after a vaccine. And that started you on your journey. I urge people to read it or go back and listen to the hundreds of hours we've told the story. But here we have today, as we're on the air, one of the most significant breakthroughs since I mean, you've taken on the medical establishment. You've testified in front of Congress on the state and the federal level over this issue. And now it seems that the CDC has been caught dead to rights by uh, Brian, Brian Hooker. We have links up, and uh, uh, you're working some video angles on it as well. Dr. Wakefield has referenced this in a 10-minute video, and it's just getting hotter and hotter for the CDC. It is getting hotter and hotter, and I'm glad it is. <laughs> yeah, well, listen... They are they're going to burn in hell for however long it takes because of what they've done. And this is just this is not mild, to say the least. And we've covered it briefly. You, you related it very well about how they monkeyed with the stats and the participants and exclusionary criteria to be able to present with a straight face. Colleen Boyle and others at HHS, they were even awarded by the president for doing so uh, a, a picture that painted that the autism was minor and not a real issue. And it's the same for everybody when, in fact, it was double the risk for African-American boys. Why does this matter? Because that community has, been a, has had a history here in America of being hammered by government, whether it be from institutionalized slavery to Jim Crow laws to other forms of discrimination, and now what we see happening in Ferguson, um, Missouri. I mean, you got this if they realize that the Tuskegee experiments never went away. That's the level of what we're revealing here. That's exactly right, Robert. This is from a political... I mean, first of all, you know, I've said this... If I've said it once, I've said it at least 100,000 times because I've probably said it 50 times a day. Anytime I'm talking to a patient, I talk about this. I know you and I have talked about it off the air many times. We've talked about it on the air many times. But this makes Hitler look like a nice guy. Well, in that video, uh, whoever uh, did that video with Dr. Wakefield and the other people that were on there... They made the same comparison between Stalin, uh, mm-hmm. 
and uh, and Hitler and somebody Mussolini, else. Hitler, remember. yeah, exactly. And you think, well, how is that possible? But look at the devastation that is wrought upon innocent little children based on the protection of vaccines. And I'm not talking about the protection of your immune system. I'm talking about we're protecting the vaccines so that we can exactly. continue giving them. And, and the thing is that, as, as the narrator pointed out on that video, none of those people, Stalin and and Lenin, Marx, Hitler, all this, they were never appointed by the public to safeguard their futures. They were never uh, responsible for public safety, as the CDC has been. And what mm-hmm. they've done is single-handedly orchestrated the biggest, most heinous crime against humankind in recorded history. And it, it is against all children, regardless of religion, creed, ethnic origin, but in this particular case, the fact that their own data showed, and this is not data that's like relatively new and just found out last week or last month or last year, mm-hmm. this is decades-old information and significantly has a higher incidence in the black population, and it is no different from Tuskegee, except that in Tuskegee it was limited to whatever it was, 21 men or 31 men. Here, it's the entire world population. Right, that, and thousands of children, tens of thousands of children who may have been millions, harmed, or actually millions. millions, in fact. Yeah, you're right at this point. And, and so what we have is some form of a holocaust. That's why I think the... Uh, you know, bringing up a Hitler in this case, some people will discredit you for doing so. No, I agree. And and just to elaborate on that, you know, Hitler and others didn't come in and say, I'm here to protect you from disease, for instance. They never, you know, they were political leaders that did some horrible things, but they didn't pretend that they were there helping to protect you from disease. And this is the, you know, the role of the CDC that claims it. And yet they are, uh, well, they're facilitating disease, to say the least. And in some cases, death. Many cases, in fact. Yeah, this is... Uh, nobody knows about about this yet, Robert, so I know that your show is probably the first one or one of the first ones that's exposing it, so it's, it's going to be yeah. big. We're breaking it big here tonight. We'll be talking with Dr. Wakefield and Dr. Hooker later in the week, but stick around. Dr. Vitar is with me for another half hour of broadcast healing like nowhere else in media. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show, Advanced Medicine Monday version. With Dr. Rasha Bittar, D-R-B-U-T-T-A-R.com. Check it out, and we'll be back with more powerful healing after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Is there a doctor in the house? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Oh, there it is. Now it's official, Dr. Batar. We can start the show. <laughs> you know that I don't mind if you guys miss it, right? <laughs> no, I mind. I love hearing it. I know you do. It's just such, it sets the stage, and uh, it's so unique what we get to do each week together. So I'm glad. It's fun, and we get to make, make a little light of a pop culture that Super Don put that with the Star Trek sounds and everything. That's it's what it just... was. Maybe it's Super Don back there going, what the hell? You didn't play my creation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all about me. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's mild-mannered RSB. He's cussing. He's go. Can you believe what he just said? 
Yeah, no, I, we're okay. We're good. We're good. And uh, we just ha- we like to have fun together. But, yes, we're covering one of the most serious topics of all the, the, the topics we cover. And, and we've woven this out in and out of our conversations over years together, on the air and off the air, of course. But this is new. This is unique, what Dr. Uh, Brian Hooker has done in pulling all the Freedom of Information Act requests and getting this out. And now a whistleblower from within CDC coming forward and acknowledging the cover-up. That takes what we've been saying to whole other levels, and we're just at the beginning phases of this release. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting, as you said, Robert, during the break, you know, what kind of spin are they going to come out with? Mm-hmm. Because you know they're going to try to spin it, like you said. They, they can't afford to have this type of information out there. However, I think that it doesn't matter what kind of spin, because mm-hmm. as we've been saying for years now, probably the last three years of Three and a half years we've been on the air, Robert. We've been talking about how the public is becoming more and more aware. The universal consciousness is increasing. Mm-hmm. I believe that this particular awareness is going to lead to legal action now. And the the vaccine injury boards and all these different uh, bodies that have been created to try to protect the public and to safeguard these children that have been uh, injured from, from vaccines and uh, the autism movement, I think this one component is going to cause catastrophic damage to the CDC. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if uh, in the next year or two we see the end of this organization that came into being mm-hmm. uh, with the Tuskegee experiment, which I didn't really sure. realize that, that the, the preliminary c- component of the CDC or the original yes. version of the CDC was actually what started the Tuskegee. Well, and, and they have a long sorted past, in fact, when they were going to be defunded at a certain point in their history, uh, I believe under Reagan at that point. Uh, they they had they they grabbed on to their golden goose, which was at that point HTLV one two three. It was grid before that, then became HIV, which Liam Sheff has dismantled all of that uh, on the show with us before in in official stories. But even before that, the nineteen seventy five seventy six swine flu shot debacle under Gerald Ford was another thing that they they continually screw up, yet they continually get increased funding via the fear-making machinery of the germ theory. Latest case, of course, is Ebola. I've been covering it in ways that they're not covering it in any other media outlet, talking about deficiency diseases once again. Selenium deficiencies even brought out some peer-reviewed literature from the 1990s recognizing abject selenium deficiency resulting in the dysregulation of cells and bleeding from the eyes even. So the whole virus hunter thing again versus toxicology now i also see dr batar that some people that we might have considered the bad guys who may have been just duped by the data they believed in the institutions they said see i'm looking at the peer-reviewed book and it says there's nothing right they're going to go back if they're into data and they're going to have to look very deeply into their own mirrors now and go wait a second what brian hooker has brought out what this whistleblower is saying is that the data was hidden from me and when i read this data in this publication, I can no longer deny it, and I agree with you. I think there'll be congressional hearings, and people will be indicted over this. Yeah, but, you know, that's not an excuse that the people that were um, that we would have called the bad guys now are going to go back and look at the data. You know, that's just a bunch of BS to me, Robert, because mm-hmm. forget about the data. The evidence slaps us in the face on a daily basis. Here, children, and this is what I said to Congress in 2004, exactly 10 years ago, when I was asked, how do you know your treatment is effective? And, I mean, I looked around to the other 10 children that were with me, that came with me, patients that we treated, the parents that brought these children with me. I said, I can't tell you 
our treatment is effective or not. All I can tell you is that I removed mercury. That's all I did. I just got rid of that poison that we mm -hmm. all agree is a poison, and these kids got better. So I'm not sitting here telling you my treatment gets, is, is it working or my treatment's not working. All I'm saying is get the freaking mercury out, and these children are going to get better. And this is one way that I was trying to get the mercury out, and they got better. So when we say that, well, the data doesn't show this, and i got to go back and look at the data, and wait a second, the journal that I was looking at, well, quite, bullshit. I, Oops. I don't know what I can say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's a, yeah, it's, always, it's, it's always the doctors that have license to do that. What can we say here? Well, uh, I mean, honestly, if you, but, that's just, to me, that's just making an excuse. It, mm -hmm. It's adding insult to injury by saying that, well, you know, they were looking at the data. You know what? It is the responsibility of everybody in medicine and science to open their eyes and look mm -hmm. at what's going on. It is not acceptable, and it is not an, an excuse to say, well, the data shows this. That's irresponsibility. If well, you're, you're... you want to look at data, then look mm -hmm. at things such as, you know, what is the foundation, what, what, is, the, what is the stress um, uh, level that a, that a beam can take on some kind of a foundation or some type of a, a roof structure or some kind of car brakes going on, whatever you want, but you can't do it when it comes to human life. Right, right. Well, and your point is well taken, and the passion that you're letting loose on is very sincere, and it's like it's not mocked up at all. I know that containing this, uh, the outrage, I mean, there's a righteous anger, a seething rage even at the community, the medical community of which you are a part that you've distanced yourself from over the years in your stance, and they've attacked you for it. And so as I'm not trying to give quarter to the so-called bad guys, but I'm acknowledging and recognizing their behavior and what will happen for some of them that they will wake up, not excusing the fact that they didn't see it before, but that means it's going to be harder for them to spin this because some of their own are going to turn on them now. And that's the point here that we're going to see a shift. Yeah, I think, I think that whoever's watched that 10-minute video already knows that, you know, it's not that they're going to, they already have. And somebody is going to be, as you said, indicted or brought up in charges and, and is going to go to jail. The problem is, that you know it's going to be a straw man or you know, sure. a straw. It's not going to be the actual perpetrators. It's not going to be high up on the food chain. It's going to be somebody in the middle that they're just going to hire up. Yeah, to they'll the sacrifice. Team. Exactly. The, yeah. the, th the thought here is, of course, if we know that enough, can we, and I don't think that we can per se, because there is a, let's say, a karmic retribution that goes beyond this physical lifetime that I know that, uh, you know, we don't always see this retribution happen in our lifetime with our own eyes. But I feel like that with each person that wakes up and sees us, whether they're from within that or not, uh, the inevitability of that payback becomes more clear. And I think that's what happens, that some of these people are going to flee. They will flee because it might not be as easy to contain as they once thought they had been able to do. I agree with that. I think that they will flee, and I think that I believe in the karmic retribution aspect. I believe that the universal consciousness will Mm -hmm. uh, do the justice that is needed, but um, I certainly don't think it is appropriate for us to say that those that were that we've looked at as bad guys had a you know we we, we I understand what you're saying and I know you're not mm -hmm. giving them quarter, but I think it's um, it, it's justifying and a heinous crime any which way you cut it, yes. Robert, because then yeah. from the people like Wakefield and Hooker and mm -hmm. and myself and many others that have you know, been, well, I know Wakefield has, and I know I have, and I know there's others that have. I don't think Dr. Hooker has, but many of us have been attacked, ridiculed, which is fine, you know. It's cost us a lot of money. It's cost mm -hmm. us a lot of pain. 
and none of that is important. What is important is the truth gets out. But by saying, by giving the others that we considered as bad guys before, by saying, well, you know, now uh, I've got to really look at the data, and yeah, well, you know, I was looking at this data, so it's not my fault. Well, that's that's just not fair because it takes away from those that actually stood right. out and yeah. and had the same information in front of them, but saw the truth for what it is, and were not willing to tow the or uh, tow the tow the line. line. Yeah, and, and you know, to that end too, we do see the medical community uh, working with the pharmaceutical community and the CDC as well. Uh, to try and, uh, let's say, strategize, because they realize th- that they're losing the battle. Even without this, more people are awake, more parents, if not outright stopping vaccinations for their children, are slowing down the administration, which was another aspect of the study. Uh, and now we've got uh, the Health Day news, and it's here at healthfinder.gov. They're saying doctors are IDing new ways to get more kids vaccinated, and they're going to start tracking parents who refuse the vitamin K shot at birth, which they give to everybody indiscriminately, whether they need it or not. And it may contain aluminum. I don't know if it has mercury in it, but my goodness, right then and there, they've, they put a, like a scarlet letter on you as a parent and they're watching you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's something that needs to be um, ended in a very, very aggressive manner. I think my wife sent you an article about the parents, in I believe it's in in Georgia or in Virginia, where parents now have to stop at a certain point in the doctor's office, and the children can go beyond it, but the parents can't, and the children are then get vaccinated and or do whatever they're going to do, examined, whatever. But the parents cannot accompany the children. Did you get that? Oh yeah, yeah. They're not letting the children. The parents are. It's like what? What? I mean, that, of course, they're claiming it's a regulation, which is an absolute lie. What does that tell you? They're willing to stoop to any level to continue injecting these children, these victims of mad, I won't even call it science, of madness. Yep, that's exactly what it is, Robert. I don't have that reference, but did you get that uh, story? Uh, yeah, I did. I don't have it in front of me. I'll see if I could pull it up for the final segment if we if we can go there. But, yeah, uh, Deb really sent a, a, a winner of a story. But with this one, it kind of took, took over my thought form today, and I knew that we'd want to start with the first, literally, we're the first to break this out here in semi-mainstream with talk radio and our outreach around the world. Again, if you haven't seen or heard this, all the links are up. Don't worry. The links are there. You can watch the video. We've got links to Dr. Hooker, the press release going out, but there's more that's going to be revealed this week, including there may be a revelation as to who this whistleblower is, and uh, may may God protect him. Uh, He's repenting at this point. But at the same time, they're going to try and do whatever they can to shut this guy up. Discredit him will be the least of his problems if I know how evil that side of the equation is to hold on to the vaccine paradigm. I think that that is not an understatement by any stretch of the imagination. And um, one good thing is, though, you know, not, not that I want anybody to be harmed, but if he is taken out, we know that it makes it even more blatant. Robert. Right, exactly. All right, stand by. We've got another segment here to wrap up Advanced Medicine Monday. If you ever miss the show, of course, we've got it archived at our syndicator, GCN, GCNlive.com, as well as naturalnewsradio.com, available through iTunes, Stitcher Podcast, UK Health Radio, and now through our good friend Jerry Doyle at Epic Times. The revolution will be broadcast. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
called it. Shout out to Deb, Dr. Batar's wife, for sending this through. And Super Don will grab it and send it out on Twitter and Facebook as well. This is an image. It's, it's almost too unbelievable to believe, but this is the kind of stuff that's happening. Uh, parentalrights.org posted this. They said a, a, a medical office in West Virginia claimed that federal regulations restrict parents from staying with their children. <laughs> I mean, it's an absolute outright lie. It says that due to HIPAA and OSHA regulations, you are not permitted behind this point. And there's a big circle with a slash through the word parents. The assistant will come and get your kids. And if there's a problem, we'll let you know. What the heck? I mean, uh, you know HIPAA. That's not HIPAA. Well, I'll tell you what. If there's anything that's HIPAA related to that, guess what? My kids are not going to that doctor's office. Heck no. I mean, that that's like the state of California when they ruled that, you know, you, you could consent to an HPV shot without your parents there. I mean, this is the kind of insanity that is occurring all in the name of this religious cult-like belief in needling children with toxic medicaments you wouldn't make them drink. Yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. And these are the types of things that now, you know, now that the CDC's data has been shown, been exposed, and these types of manipulation of the laws and interpretation of the laws to try to take advantage of those people that may not be as learned, may not be as aware, uh, it, you have to start asking yourself, what is the agenda? Mm-hmm. And we know what the agenda is. At least some of us know what the agenda is. But, of course, we're conspiracy realists. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And at the, at the very least, it's to condemn people to a life of drug dependency. And I'm talking about pharmaceutical, FDA-approved drug dependency. At the very most, it's a, it's a process of, well, reducing population. And, you know, you can go anywhere in between. Whether you believe it's a conspiracy or not, the fact is, look at the end result, and that should give you what you need to know. That's a most succinct way of putting it, Robert. All you got to do is look at the end result. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what that's what we're doing here on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Raja Bittar each and every week, usually Mondays. Occasionally we've done an Advanced Medicine Tuesday when I couldn't get Dr. Bittar in in time, but he's here, and I appreciate that after world travels. Now, the issue of epigenetics is something. There's an Alzheimer's story. We talked about uh, also Robin Williams was at the beginning stages of Parkinson, Parkinson's. I called it a doctor-assisted suicide because all of the drugs drove him to suicide, in my opinion. Uh, but the reality is those that want to condemn you because of your genes to a neurological degradation uh, disease completely disavow any impact of epigenetics. For instance, mercury, aluminum, and other metals that are contaminating our bodies and de- what do you call it? Something neurofibrils. How do you say it, Dr. Batar? The denudation of the neurofibrils? You say it so well. Is that what you're referring to? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> denudation. Uh, Robert, you know, not to change the subject, but mm-hmm. this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with all these uh, young children or young adults, I should say, that have been going out there committing in these crimes where they're shooting up and supposedly mm-hmm. some of these events that occurred because of um, gun violence and the need to remove guns off the streets were actually orchestrated by some of these individuals that were under these same types of drugs that may not be Parkinsonian drugs, but they are drugs that are, re- that are related to uh, the antidepressant drugs, such as mm-hmm. Prozac, and Prozac is in the same class of drugs as, I think we talked about this in the air before, uh, Angel Dust, I believe it was. And oh yeah, P- well yeah, PCP, PMP. We're talking now Ritalin for kids, uh, and and it's very very close to that angel dust, that street drug. 
and they cause hallucinations. So it's no wonder that people start to commit these crimes because they think that they are being pursued or they think that somebody after them, they think that somebody is trying to hurt them, and so they lash out. Whatever the case is, if you start looking at each one of these violent turns of events in high schools and movie theaters, etc., etc., the one commonality which media has never reported is that all these individuals were on antidepressants, antipsychotic drugs. Mm-hmm. And well, again, side it comes antipsychotic it, it, and anti, antidepressant drugs. You know, what is the number one side effect of an anti-seizure drug? Seizures. Mm-hmm. These antidepressant drugs and antipsychotic drugs, they have these breakthroughs. If you remember. Um, Prozac was almost taken off the market because of the breakthrough suicide levels that were occurring. But the mechanism of suicide and all those breakthrough suicides, they call them breakthrough suicides because they were on these drugs to prevent them from committing suicide, but then they had Right. Well, again, what what we've got, Dr. Batar, and we're out of time, is that the medical profession, once again, becomes culpable for being the most dangerous profession on Earth. And more so... Right, Robert. I know we're running out of time, but just so we can say, all those people died by jumping off buildings. Incredible. Dr. Batar, thank you, my friend. Go to medicalrewind.com if you miss anything. Our syndicators, our podcasts all over the world, thank you. The power to heal is most definitely yours, my friends. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.